Hey, I hope you're having a great day today. Welcome to Daily Dose. Hope you join us today as we dive into scripture and we take a look at what God's word has to say for us today. Hey, how are you doing today? It is June 21st and welcome to Daily Dose. Today, what we're going to talk about is when Daniel prays for his people. But more than that, we're going to talk about confessing for your group, interceding for people. What true intercession means is really the best the best definition I think I've ever heard of intercessory prayer is praying for other people's problems like they've become your problems. I remember a time when I was in college and uh, being an English major, there was several classes that the core group of us had to take together. And we were on a similar rotation of when these classes were available and we went through them together. And there was this one girl that always used to sit next to me in my classes. And I remember one day walking into class and she just had this defeated look on her face. It looked like her entire world was coming to an end. And so I struck up a conversation and I, and I, and I just said that, you know, you look really down and we kind of had small talk for just a moment. And there was kind of an awkward moment of silence when suddenly she broke the silence and said, I don't know what to do. My husband told me last night that he's going to divorce me. And she was crushed. She was absolutely devastated. And I remember that night praying for her so desperately, like it was me. Like the husband wanted divorce from me. And I remember that time and that burden and that absolute pain that I felt in my heart for her. And that's what intercessory prayer means. If you have your Bible, open with me to Daniel chapter nine, Daniel chapter nine and read with me in verse four. It says, I have prayed to the Lord, my God, and made my confession saying, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments. We have sinned and done wrong and acted wickedly and rebelled, turning aside from your commandments and rules. We have not listened to your servants, the prophets who spoke in your name to our kings, our princes and our fathers and to all the people of the land. To you, O Lord, belongs righteousness, but to us open shame, as to this day to the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to all of Israel, those who are near and those who are far away, and all of the lands in which you have driven them because of the treachery that they have committed against you. To us, O Lord, belongs open shame, to our kings, to our princes, to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belong mercy and forgiveness, for we have rebelled against him and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God by walking in his laws, which have been set forth us by his servants and his prophets. What an amazing intercessory prayer that Daniel has for his people here. So I want you to take a few moments and just think about a group that you belong to. Maybe your family, maybe it's a church, maybe it's a nation of people. We as a nation cannot stop praying for us as enough because everywhere we turn, the devil, Satan begins to twist and to turn and to move and to try to tear us apart at every possible place. 
And so we see here that the people have turned aside from, from the commandments and the laws. They have, they, they have openly shamed God. They have not listened to the servants and the prophets. Well, the problem is, is that we've done that. We have all done that. Maybe you have lied when you knew it was wrong. Maybe you've done something else. You, All of us have sinned. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not a question of whether or not we've sinned. It's a question on whether or not we've allowed Jesus to cover that sin through making a profession of faith in him, to trusting in him, to allowing ourselves to serve him. But what we're talking about in Daniel today is this idea of accountability. Within our group, we have to intercede. We have to pray for people like they're our own problems. We have to pray for our marriages within our church as if they're our own marriages. Can I tell you that that that, that Satan is attacking marriages in America? Satan is trying his hardest to break down Christian marriage because if Christian marriage can fail, the church is going to fail. You know why? Because we have been called to love our spouses like Christ loved the church. And the simple fact is that that we're not doing it. And if we're not doing it, we cannot show people how Christ loved the church. And it's breaking down our churches in America. We have to be willing. We have to be understanding of a challenge to our marriages so that when, when time comes, we can face God and say, God, I need you right now more than ever. But God remains steadfast. God loves us. God is righteous. God has plenty of mercy. I want you to take and go to verse 18 in that chapter. And I want you to paraphrase it in your own situations. It says, oh my God, incline your ear to hear, open your eyes and see our desolations and the city that is called by your name. For we do not present our pleas before you for our righteousness, but because of your great mercy. Paraphrase that to fit your situation and understand that God is with you. I hope you have a great day and I will see you tomorrow.